This episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 20 on sale right now during the Steam Halloween sale. 75% off, just $9.99. Out of the Park Baseball 20, the award-winning baseball strategy game licensed by Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball Players Association, and Minor League Baseball. Out of the Park Baseball 20 on sale for 75% off, just $9.99, now through November 1st on the Steam Halloween sale. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Enjoy the show. Well, we are back here on the Press Row Podcast. This is Brian Weedai, Pasta Padre, getting to catch up with Rich Grisham. Rich, uh, it's great to get together again and and talk about sports games. We have some big news to discuss on this episode. Do we? Oh, this is great. I am so excited. So much to talk about. We could go for hours. We won't, but we could. (laughs) And just the fact that we could is awesome. It's like the old days, only this would happen like three times a week. Right, this right, <laughs> right. Now, the, remember, Brian, the old days are coming back next year. Next year, with the launch of the new consoles, it's going to be just like the heyday of the PS3, PS4, you know, that whole thing. You think so? Oh, totally, totally. It'll be a different, but it'll yeah. be a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about with sports. Oh, yeah. Which we'll talk about a lot to, lot to talk about them with the consoles, a lot to talk about what, what new experiences that they're going to offer us that we don't have now, some that we may not even sort of know and how it's going to be, you know, like all sorts of stuff. It's going to be like the old days again. Well, I hope so. It was more fun. <laughs> um, I just, we've talked a little bit about it, I, how big of a leap, from this console generation to the next, what that means for the games, the lessons that these uh, developers have learned in console transitions in the past. I don't know if we'll see anything dramatically uh, done differently uh, with the games as far as, far as features and everything. It may just be enhanced versions. Ah. Like going from, an, you, you think it's more than like what we saw going from an Xbox One to an Xbox One X? You think the the generation change is going to be more dramatic than that i I don't know i don't get that feeling because i think they're playing it safe a little bit at this point yeah my feeling is is it's going to be different but not in the way i think that you think i'm thinking and and some of this is going to come out of the conversations we're going to have tonight i just think there's going to be some different approaches taken to different Mm. brands uh and different experiences the kind of the kind of approaches that you couldn't even conceptualize three or four years ago or you certainly couldn't deliver commercially three or four years ago. They could have been conceptualized. But now with, with the dramatic, dramatic shift in the way that people that play video games are paying for video games, I think that opens up some options. So I think it's going to be more about different types of deliveries as sure. opposed to wildly dramatic you know, experiences with the traditional games. But who knows? We'll see. But there's certainly – I'm fascinated, obviously, by this whole thing. Well, I'll tell you what would make – uh, the next generation, especially exciting, is a college football video game, Rich. Oh, boy. Would that ever, Mr. Brian Weedye, would that yeah. ever? We have been talking, <laughs> this goes back to, of course, uh, litigation in, you know, 2000, that began in 2007 that really started threatening college sports video games. And uh, ever since, uh, it's been it's loomed large, uh, very dark cloud over the sports gaming genre. Uh, we we lost college basketball, not necessarily because of the likeness issues. It was actually just because college basketball games never really sold. Uh, but then we lost college football in 2013, and ever since then we've had really very bleak outlooks as far as it returning. We knew it would take a long time. It has taken a long time. It's still going to take a little longer, but we have some news that seems to open the door for that to happen finally. Um, And what was your reaction, Rich, to finding out that the NCAA – Presumably, I mean, it's not official yet. They've the board of governors has recommended it, but loosen things up to allow uh, student athletes to make money off of their name and their likeness. I love everything about it. 
I love it because as a fan of college football video games, this gets me closer to being able to play a college football video game. Uh, I like it from uh, the perspective of college athletics because I think it finally lowers the veil of sort of the quote on you know air quote sacrilege of of compensating college athletes now conversely i am not one of the people who loves to lob uh you know missiles at the ncaa i am well on record saying look there's a tremendous benefit to being a scholarship athlete right being able to receive these days nearly a half a million dollars worth of education you know via scholarship you know I, um, so I'm, I'm not one of those people who's like really coming down hard. Like I'm, I'm cool with, with college foot, college athletics as it is relatively speaking, but I'm also cool with players that contribute to significant sums of revenue getting compensated for that too. You know what I mean? Like I'm cool with both. Mm -hmm. Um, having said that, I think it would be good for the players I think it would be good for, for everybody. I don't see where this hurts anybody. In fact, I think what it does is, like I say, open the door to sort of normalizing this. So I, I'm, I'm just happy that conversations are being had, and I'm sure you were going to mention this. I'll just, you know, spoil it or whatever. But also, you know, in the where there's smoke, there's fire category, at a very recent tech conference sponsored by the Wall Street Journal, EA's CEO, Andrew Wilson, said, and I quote paraphrasingly if that's a you know an oxymoron that ea would jump at the chance to get back into making college football games so there's another thing right and and you you have i have a feeling and i don't know this you know but but people who get to the level of ceos of billion dollar corporations public corporations are smart and i have a feeling that that was a slightly calculated based upon some conversations that they're probably having with people who would know as they continue, I'm sure, to explore, you know, if and when this becomes possible, can we do it? Because one thing that college sports games would be for EA in a, in a world where differentiation is king is a major differentiator, mm -hmm. right? A major differentiator, something that nobody else would have. Um, you know, they've, all, they've got that with Madden. Right. I mean, no one else has a NFL license. Right. And, and, and that's that's obviously a big one. But this gives them another one because nobody else but EA could make this game. So that's a lot of points. But th those are just the high level like bing, 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 bing. That's what I'm thinking about when I hear this stuff today. I'm not saying, all right, great. College football is back. As I'm sure you're going to go through, there's a lot of steps to get from here to there. But these are all positive yeah. signs. And that is reason for me to be very happy. So I agree with you for the most part. And I think they do know behind the scenes, obviously, more than they can say. And they do have internally, I'm sure they've had discussions uh, about the process uh, of you know, uh, working with those partners again once they're back on board and developing the game and where they want to take it and all that. Uh, the, the specific comment from him recently, though, I don't know if there's anything um, – uh, about that one comment that was different than the ones they've made over the years. I think you could go back all the way to 2013 even, <laughs> like right after they canceled it, that we want to get back in when we can. Um, so it's essentially the same thing they've been saying all along. It's also what they've said about MVP baseball every year when people ask them about that. So I think it's kind of a uh, just a standard response, but it does mean more now, obviously, that we have the news and that these developments are taking place. Um, because I, it, it's still going to take some time. Uh, there are, like you alluded to, uh, steps that still have to happen. NCA has not made anything official. They have until January 2021 to solidify their new uh, policies, their new bylaws, um, and we don't know exactly what's that is going to be. We assume it's going to be exactly what uh, what California passes their new law, the the fair play to fair pay to play act. Yes, I almost said it backwards. Um, where there's no limit essentially. Anybody can go. They the value of themselves. They can use that to you know 
I get paid for autographs, to do commercials, to uh, sign their uh, rights away to a video game. You know, all these, all the, sell merchandise, all these different things uh, that they'll be able to do. Presumably, that's what the NCA is going to settle on. They kind of had to. California started it with the new law. There are several other states. Florida is one. There's uh, multiple others that are already in that same process, working through the the uh, legislators uh, legislatures in the states. Uh, so the NCA had to relent, and that looks like what they're about to do. But we still have time for uh, for that to make sure they actually uh, put those specifics in place. That allow this to happen. And then there's the matter of how does EA in this example pay the players, right? Um, if they had to do it individually, that would be difficult because there are certain players in college football that have more value than others. So they would have to go and negotiate. Maybe they could get the majority of players just by saying, we'll give you a copy of the video game. No, you're not, you're not going to get, you know, uh, Jalen hurts for that. You're not, you're not going to get, uh, you know, the big names that everybody knows at the big programs for nothing. There's gotta so, be, there's gotta, okay, go ahead. You're going, no, 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 you can, you can tell me, you can go ahead. Well, no, there's gotta be like, if this is going to work for everybody, you're going to have so many kids coming and going from so many schools and so many sports. The only way that this is going to work is a blanket organization, right? That, you know, and, and by the way, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, right? But this is one of the many things that has to happen. You have to have some sort of blanket organization that has the rights to anybody and, and whoever is like, you know, officially identified as a participant in a certain sport in order to do, in order to do it, they would have to agree to become a part of this organization. And by being part mm -hmm. of the organization, they were, would receive some amount of stipend or amount, you know, directly correlated to whatever sport that they're in and the revenue that it generates. Right? That's the right. only way this could become practical. And this is how it possibly will happen is that we just got uh, news yesterday that the uh, NFLPA and the National College Players Association, the NCPA, are exploring how they can do this essentially to create a union, right? And that's what would happen is they create a group, all the players pooled together, EA would pay one big licensing fee to get all those names. So as opposed to why you don't see a lot of tennis games or golf games uh, the, where you have to individually license everybody and it costs a lot more money that way, boxing's why you don't have a boxing game. Uh, it's a lot more difficult to do it uh, person to person. They all have different demands. They all place different values on themselves. Uh, a union – if you look at like UFC, EA pays for the UFC and they get all the fighters, right? There's no, we're only going to get this guy or we're not going to get this guy. It's you get everybody. Uh, so that's important. They want for the first time ever NCAA football to have real players, real face scans, right? For a lot of those players, their names, all their characteristics, uh, all their background information, they want that to be accurate because it's going to increase the value of the NCAA football franchise, uh, which was a good seller, obviously. It sold millions of copies, but it was still not even close to what Madden was selling back in the day. Uh, with all the real players, you eliminate the need to create rosters and share them, uh, which, it, which was a, a barrier for some people, even though we knew how to do it. And it was made easy with the uh, with the roster share capabilities in the last uh, several editions. Before that, you had to like send in a send someone your uh, USB drive, and they'd load it on that, and they'd mail it back to you. Right? It got a lot easier, but there were still I would venture to guess you know half the people who bought the game didn't actually do anything with rosters. So getting the real players in, it, it increases the authenticity. It, make, it increases the value of uh, the universities too, their value, their, uh, their licensing value and the conferences and, and all of that. And then you've got a game that is going to sell even better. And, and I made this statement on Twitter that uh, this, I, this could be one of, if not the most anticipated sports video game release uh, in the United States, it's not a worldwide game, but in the United States, uh, ever. 
when yes. the first one that comes back because yes. it's 10 years of people waiting oh, and yes. begging for it. Oh, yeah. And it, it's going to get the publicity beyond our imaginations, plus, right? Plus, its remnants remain. You know what I mean? You can play the last yeah. version. You can play several of the last version, right? If you got a, a an Xbox 360 laying around, <laughs> a lot of us bought several Xbox 360s in our lifetime, Ryan, right? And you got a digital copy of that game, and I got a couple. I've actually bought mm -hmm. a second one just because I'm like, you know what? You never know, right? It never hurts to have another physical copy. Yep. Um, you know, and that was a great game, and so were the games before it. You know, you can argue and have great arguments about which the best ones were. Uh, it was a great game, and uh, it's you can play it. You play it every year, right? Don't you? You you do the the championship games, and those are a lot of fun, yeah, right? And like, we talk game. about so how how it, well that game still holds up, man. You know, and it, well, it's remarkable. Yes, you can play NFL Two K Five as well, right? You know, NCAA was much, much, much more recent, and and was just a you know it was a really good game. A lot of people liked it, and you and I are are among them. Yeah, it's. It is. It's still there. You know, I, we get a we get uh, questions all the time, or at least I do. Um, why why is it not backwards compatible? Can they make it backwards compatible now with the NCAA changing the rules? I don't. Think and it's so. just not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. The licensing agreements that have expired, they would be opening themselves back up to potential lawsuits by trying to make money uh, off off reselling the game with these. Uh, players who may have had their rights infringed upon back then, they settled that case. Uh, they settled, I think it was like $40 million, if I remember right, to get out of that lawsuit, that O'Bannon-Sam uh, Keller lawsuit. Uh, essentially, they, they're going to scrub that. They're not going backwards. They're going forwards now. So, uh, But it is it is a game that still has a lot of interest, and I think people will revisit it uh, especially once news uh, happens officially that a video game is back in development. Uh, but as I also uh, warn people uh, on Twitter, it's, it's, it's a ways to go. And I, I go into it a little more in my uh, article on Sporting News, but it's, this is not happening. We're not getting an NCAA football game next year. Well, you know? <laughs> well here's, here's my pitch, okay? If I have the ability to pitch it here's my pitch let's okay. let's make an eight or 16 team college football playoff digital game as quickly as possible we'll get the rights to to a few bowls uh we'll we'll share the stadium assets as much as we can with madden um and we'll get we'll get a small functional college football playoff kind of a game right where you can you can you can play maybe you know you can do straight up head-to-head -head exhibition you can get an online game against somebody you can play you know a campaign which is a uh, you know a college football playoff or some bowls you know something on current ish platforms and put it out there you know, in time for maybe the launch of the next console. And this would assume like, you know, you, they would start, like they would feel good enough to be like, all right, you know, we, we can do this thing. Or whenever it is. Like, that's what I would do. Instead of trying to recreate what was, Brian, a massive game, the number of stadiums, right. the number of, of, of uniforms and colors, and, and, and all of the stuff was so, man. So, like, to, to build that, those assets back up will take a tremendous tremendous effort so that's my pitch and i think if they do something like that once they truly do have a green light and can go forward that's what i would do because what that would do is a couple things number one it would bring the brand back number one it would bring the, the game back here it is NCAA oh see football hmm. but i'm just gonna say the mystique right now i think is more valuable than just bringing the brand back you can still play it Right. If it were something from a lot longer ago that was really just in people's minds, like a lot of, you know, the old, old school sports games. Right. You know, mm -hmm. where, where it is pure mystique. NCAA 14 is not mystique. You can still play it. And but what I was going to say is, number one, you, you, you bring the brand back. But number two, you pilot it. People say a lot of things, Brian. They say a lot of things, but they buy a lot less than they say that they will. This also lets you truly gauge what the real economic appetite is for a game um, because it's going to take a tremendous amount of money to make a true NCAA football game 
that compares feature to feature with mm-hmm. the NCAA 10 through 14. And that's the other reason I would go with that direction. So that's my pitch. Okay. So what I worry about with that is I, I feel like they have EA has this opportunity uh, and they have to nail it on the first release. Like every, expectations are going to be very high, probably unreasonably high, right? Uh, if you put out something Wait, that is kind wait. of what? why do you say they have to nail it on their first release? Why? Because I think the potential for NCAA to be a, a bigger franchise than it was rests on <laughs> largely on first impressions. Like there's going to be a lot of people who buy the the first NCAA football game that comes back who maybe didn't in the past or never had in the past. And yeah. I think it has to meet I think it has to meet a certain standard that they have for games these days. But so Okay. So yeah. But but that's not how games are anymore, right? The big successful games are three, four, five, six, seven years constantly getting updated, patched and stuff. That's not I mean you're right if this were five years ago, but the, you know every game that get, that comes out is different in three months and in six months so, and in nine right. months. But the big successful games right now are the ones that are culturally relevant. It's the NBA 2Ks and the FIFAs, and you see Madden uh, has been losing that traction over the years. Um, we saw NBA Live, which we'll talk about later, That's lost separate. it over NBA the last Live's decade. You know, again, you make a statement. I don't know that I'm... What what you're making the statement off of that Madden's lost traction? We don't know that they don't tell us. You know? <laughs> well, they would tell you if it was improving, right? <laughs> if it was, if the sales were up, no, the sales are down. I mean, Madden used to sell 12 million copies in a year. Now it sells five. I mean, that's just kind of where it's at. They still make a lot of money because the Ultimate Team, and we can get into that too, because that's you're going to put out an uh, uh, if you're going to put out a, a a smaller product, like you said. Uh, are you going to have digital revenue built into it? Uh, if you can, if it makes sense. But on the other hand, is right, that going to turn just, people off? If, if, <laughs> if you just sell, right? Like, if you sell a if you sell a ten dollar digital experience that has you know sixteen big time college football teams, right? You you don't have the same widespread appeal, right? You, you're, you're still going to appeal to big time college football fans, but you know that if if you're you know from Bowling Green, right? One of the cool things used to be in NCAA football, you could play Bowling Green. You know, right. you could be like you're, you know, so you're you're shrinking your market, and so I don't know that I would I would add Ultimate Team to a non, sort of you know traditional NCAA football game, but who knows? I mean, if something's fun, right? Like with Ultimate Team, if it's fun, people will play it, and they'll probably you know buy some packs. If it's not fun, no one plays it, and nobody buys packs. So you know, but I would again in my pitch, I'm going. Straight up ten dollar sixteen team license bowls, college football playoffs. You know, let's just put a college football game out there where you can play Boy. four full quarters with real teams in a bunch of different settings and let's go. Like that's what I Boy. would do. That just feels short sighted to me after all this time. And well, maybe the it's whole just time I'm still building the bigger game in the background. Right. I'm not I'm not abandoning that. So, I'm saying this lets you get at this lets you test the market and get feedback and, and do all sorts of things that because it's gonna take two or three or four years to get a full game built. So they already have done that like halfway with what they did in with uh, college football in Madden right. already. Right, and I'm saying take that halfway and full way that, and which you can probably do while you're building out the full game as well. You know, it's it's, so, it's not the same as building a demo, but it's something, right. again, this is something that would well, be different, something that you could do in 2020, 21, that you might not have been able to do successfully five, six, seven, eight years ago. Well, what a lot of people really loved about uh, the NCAA football franchise was uh, that it had a very different feel than Madden, right? I think that's one of the concerns uh, if you rush it is that uh, if you play those games in, in Madden right now, the college games in your, uh, in your, in the story mode, it plays like Madden, right? It's not, you, you, you don't really have the college football feel to the gameplay, which they used to tout, you know, uh, open, what was it? I forget what it was. Uh, you know, it's open, very open fields and uh, just wide open gameplay, right? And it was a very, it was much more of an offense, and, and right? All sorts it, of crazy, creative, things. yeah, creative playbooks, high scoring, uh, you know, interesting uh, kind of unique rules compared to the NFL on some things like overtime. Um, 
there, just give us an overtime mode, Rich. I, I love the overtime mode way back in. I forget which NCAA that was, but um, overtime mode. Totally. Yeah. So they've already gotten a little bit of a feel for that. And they saw that people responded positively to the college college teams. And it's a way to keep keep that in the conscious of of everybody is uh, with having those college teams in Madden. Maybe they expand on that a little bit more as they license more uh, schools because they what was it? Eight, something like that. Um NBA 2K did that also a couple of years ago, licensing the schools with totally generic players, of course. Um, like, it's just, to me, I think it has to be the full product. Like, I feel like you are, if if you go halfway, I feel like that's, it just feels like a missed opportunity to me to make it a much, to make a much bigger splash and then build on that going forward. And beyond that, the rules have to be in place first before any of this can happen, and you have to have a way to pay the players. We still haven't established either one of those things. We just know it's going to happen eventually, and the NCAA says that it has to happen by January 2021. So even in this scenario, we're a couple of years away, in like best-case scenario, um, a couple of years away. My thought is looking at a 2022 release of like NCAA football 23. Um, it's, it feels like so far off, but it's really not. If they were going to make a full game and release NCAA football 22, which would be like July 21 release, uh, they'd only have 15 months for development. Right. Uh, so it, it, it's not something that they, you know, they have the assets, from NCAA 14, some of them they can still use. Obviously, not everything. It's a different console generation, but there's a lot yeah, of audio. A lot there. There's a lot that would. I mean, look, it's there. It's a great starting point. But it's you know, better it, than it's better than if some other company tried to totally. do it. This is why we only. This is by the way for anybody asking why we don't talk about why doesn't 2K make no a college football game? EA is the only one in position one, to do because it because they have they have the infrastructure in terms of just game engine, core game engine, and previous generations of content, stadiums, and and we would say the same thing about college basketball for 2K Sports. Exactly. If they wanted to do a college basketball yes. game, they'd be in the best position to do it right now. Uh, but college basketball, as we know, doesn't sell. Right. Doesn't mean they won't do something with it. But uh, but you know, a, a dedicated game to it seems still seems unlikely to me. But regardless, EA is in the best position to do this. They have those assets. They have the experience. They have Madden. These are resources they shared in the past. The the game engine, Madden yeah. and CAA. They just tweaked them differently, right? So they're in a position to do it. It's still going to take time. It's still uh, they still have to get everything in place first. So it's it's just it's an ex- exciting news. We're just we're not to the finish line yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there, Rich. So this signs. is positive yeah. signs. And I'll take whatever they they want to try. You know what I mean? Like I am ready for experimentation. I'm ready for for giving different things a shot. I'm ready for it. Whatever we can do, just so I can start playing some college football. I'll, I, I'm I'm here. I'm here. Let's go. So uh, I don't think it's uh, – or I do think it's a coincidence that on the same day we kind of get uh, uh, life breathe into NCAA football, it's sucked out of NBA Live, which we kind of knew. I think we all expected this to happen, that NBA Live 20 would be canceled. Four months ago, EA Sports announced that the game was going to be delayed initially, uh, moving it into the last quarter of this uh, this year, which is uh, quarter three fiscally for them. Uh, but it didn't ever make any sense that the game would release in November or December. Um, so we kind of assumed it was either going to get pushed back again, capitalize on all-star break in February, even though I don't think that's really an ideal time for a basketball game either when NBA 2K is on the market, or it would get canceled again. And so today, uh, EA made it official that NBA Live 20 has been canceled. Now, they say they're going to come with a product for the next generation of consoles, but Rich, I'm getting tired of writing these stories. NBA Live delayed, and then a few months later, NBA Live canceled. This was the fourth time I've done it in the last nine years, Rich. 
Well, I'm sure that nobody at EA is uh, is. I'm sure they're much more exhausted from this than <laughs> anybody else is because yeah, you know it's 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 just upsetting for everybody, right? Like you're talking about how all of the all of the news around NCAA. I'm like, who who is this bad for? This is good for everybody, and you know, with NBA Live, it's 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 the opposite. It's not good for the fans who. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I, dude, I finally started playing NBA 2K when the regular season started. It's astounding. It's astounding. And I'm playing in online leagues with my friends, Brian, and it's ridiculous mm-hmm. how good they are. And nobody talks about this. They, the, the online league options, Brian, do you know that I'm about to go into an online league featuring nothing but classic NBA teams? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, amazing options, but let me ask you, I'm guessing, are you playing multiple seasons? No, we're going to play one season. Just one season, okay. Yeah. You might make it through, but I'm, but like, uh, it's pretty broken. Understood. Uh, off season, I so. get it, right? I get it. So and you're in a good, you're in a good spot then. <laughs> we're not doing it because of that. That's just because that's what we want to do, right? We're not trying to do multi season. I'm not excusing anything if it's broken. If it, I'm just saying, like, if you're, you know, consumers want competition, but what they have is really, really good. But it's always good to have competition. It's not good for consumers. Obviously, it's not, it's, it's not good for you know the guys at Tiburon who've been making this game because there's clearly a game there. It's happening, right? They've been working on it. Um, it's not good for EA as an organization. Nobody wants to cancel games. You know, I mean, people will... You know, people get on you no matter what you do. You know, if you release a game that's not great, they get on you for that. If you cancel a game, you know, they, they get on you for that. They're in a no-win situation. I give credit to EA because whatever they had, they didn't feel like was going to be viable in the market. And instead of shoving something out there, they just, you know, we're going to keep working on this, retooling it, and we'll do something when new consoles launch. Like, you know, it takes guts to do that. It, it really does. I mean, and you know they don't want to, right? People just say all sorts of, oh, you know, criticize this, and you know they didn't do that. Like, look, nobody wants to not release a game. Clearly, it wasn't what they wanted it to be, and they just said, we're going to keep on, we're going to keep, we're going to try something different. Yeah, I give them credit. Yeah, uh, but we've said that very same thing four other times, Rich. <laughs> we have NBA Elite 11, NBA Live 13, NBA Live 17, and now NBA Live 20 that were canceled. And we said, well, they would have done it irreparable harm, apparently, to the brand by releasing it it's better that they put out a good product and then they would come back with either another bad product or one that was just okay. And as we know, you're not selling a game that's just okay anymore. It's got to be, especially when you got NBA 2K as your, uh, your rival. You can't just offer the same stuff, essentially, and uh, not do as good at it and offer less content and sell for the same price and expect people to care. I mean... NBA Live's market share compared to NBA 2K, NBA Live had like 2 to 3% of the market share of NBA video games. I mean, it was just, it wasn't competition. NBA Live was just there. Um, now, they did some things, obviously, that we liked, and there are some things about it that people liked. Uh, for example, it was not really uh, heavy on microtransactions. You could play the game and enjoy it. You could play your career mode. Uh, and enjoy it without spending anything. Uh, you weren't pressured into that. Uh, what surprised me a little bit today is uh, on social media, NBA Live is getting more discussion, is getting more traction uh, and more engagement, the NBA Live news, than the NCAA football. Maybe it's because the NCAA football is still a ways off. Maybe it's because that's more of a... Um, uh, as a national story uh, that isn't specific to video games. Uh, but NBA Live, I mean, if I look at my, my, my tweets right now, Rich, um, NBA Live, uh, the NBA Live news has over 1,100 likes. It has over 500 retweets. The NCAA has, hmm, what, about 100 retweets and uh, 200 likes. That's that's really surprised me, and it's not all dancing on the grave. Some of it is. Some of it definitely is. People who are just sick and tired of this, like kind of like I am. That why do we go through this cycle every two years, because every three it's years? Really, really, really difficult to make 
big time video games. Heck, it's really well, really tough to make small yeah. time video games. But it's but do they have when do they have the do they have the answer though, Rich? Because it's not it's not necessarily that the game has been bad. It's that they don't know how to sell create a game that's going to sell. Right? Go- NBA Live has been good, good game, right. but. When you have NBA 2K and you have all the other sports games that are considered above it, who's going to budget their money to go towards NBA Live? And that's why we thought maybe it would become free to play or something like that here where they could use some of those things, those unique things that they were doing well – and actually build off that in a a different way. But – and maybe that will still happen. I don't know. But not – yeah. This is not your – this – this is not your typical competitive video game situation. Right? You may recall, you and I love talking about this stuff, right? You've been calling for two or three years, and I'm not getting on your case. I'm having fun with you because I, you know, I mean, come on. You've been calling for a few years that NBA 2K was going to suffer, right, in sales. It turns out that this launch of NBA 2K20 was the most successful launch of a sports video game in United States history. It just was ridiculous, right? Right out Mm -hmm. of the gate, right? So they're up against something no one's ever seen before. And it may be that there isn't a market for two NBA console video games that are very similar to each other. I don't don't know that there's a market for two games in the same sport, period. I mean, we have soccer. That's a worldwide game. That's a worldwide sport, it's though. Worldwide. I mean, and NBA pro evolution is, well, is hanging on. Well, we don't right? know it, that. They make it every year, right? Konami doesn't make anything that is not tied <laughs> yes, to profit. That is true. Right? That and is they true. They make it every year, so we say these things without knowing them. I'm. I, if I were to to hypothesize, I would say that that pro evolution does pretty nicely for itself, because if it didn't, it wouldn't get made, mm-hmm. right? Um, but soccer's different, and and again, I'm not saying there isn't, right? Because as you mentioned, the last couple of NBA Live games have been perfectly fine, right? People we know have really enjoyed playing them, and it's just maybe there's just not enough of a differentiator to overcome the absolute beast that NBA 2K is. It's it's really fascinating, right? Because yes, it, you know, man, I mean, the, the NBA well, Live story we've told it so many times, but maybe you know, just that one decision. 12 years ago really never was able to be truly overcome you know it's amazing i'll tell you i'll tell you what the most common suggestion i see right now and it's one that came to my mind and i don't know if it's realistic or not but people want nba street like if you're talking about differentiation they say rich they want it but Playgrounds again. We don't know the sales numbers for playgrounds, but I, you know, playgrounds from where I'm sitting doesn't seem to be, you know, defining uh, an era, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're right, and this goes back to look. FIFA put uh, their uh, Volta mode in, right? And yeah. it is it apparently from what they say. Uh, did pretty well in terms of you know percentage of people playing it or percentage of people who tried it at least. FIFA Street as a game was not very successful. Um, now, did did the arcade mode enhance like the sales of FIFA and get more people on board? I I tend to doubt it. So you're right. I don't I don't think. Look, I don't think you can really do an arcade game on standalone like $60 or even $40, even with, with a league license. That's tough. It's tough. But I think you could do it, but it's, it's, you know, yeah, it has to be really they, good. Look, EA does not want to get out of the NBA no. business. The NBA is the, the NBA rules the world when it comes to sports. It, it rules the world. So if you got an opportunity to be with the NBA and stay with the NBA, you do it. You got to pay the money. You do it because, at some point, I mean, and you do it because you have a plan to execute, and at some point, that plan is going to be able to to generate a profitable, uh, you know, brand with that, mm. you know, with that relationship, and and you have to look long term, um, and that's what they're doing. So yeah, so they have to do something. They have to do uh, like I, I think if they come back with a simulation basketball game, I think you have to rebrand it. I think the live name is tarnished. 
it's just it's not going anywhere. There's not, nothing good left with that. I think they have to move on from that. Uh, or they do an NBA street type thing. I think there would be interest. But again, like you said, I'm not sure if it's going to sell enough to justify. Or they're going to package an NBA product differently. Like we said, a free-to-play NBA game or just part of their subscription service because they're not going to be able to sell it on its own. So they have options, but the last 10 years of their decision-making doesn't give me much confidence that they'll make the right one. Yeah, but um, it's been different people. You know, it's not been one person making all these decisions, right? This is, this is over the course of time, different people at different places doing different things, right? And it, look, you know, again, I'm not trying to sound like an apologist or anything, but, you know, making this kind of a game is very difficult. You know, a lot of people that are working on it now had nothing to do with the decisions that are still haunting them 10, 12 years later. You know, the, the series has sort of ha- has shifted hands of creative direction and, and you know, senior executives in charge. It, it moved from Canada to Florida. Um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's really just sort of a collection of a whole lot of circumstances that, that have, have continued to, to just make it much more difficult. And then, again, you couple that with, with what NBA 2K is. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. That is, whew, my goodness, man. What, a, what an equation. What an equation. Let me read the statement. Um, it says, uh, with great support from NBA... Uh, we have been working on an innovative new direction for our game timed with All-Star Weekend. So uh, it was always going to be pushed back to All-Star like I kind of thought if it was going to release. Um, it was an experience designed around new ways for players to engage, connect, and create through basketball. That's all. And by the way, you know, no, vague. It, no, right. But, it's vague, right? But just that, that idea right there, doing that is really difficult to come up with an idea and a design that's fun. That's now, really hard. Now, with greater understanding of the new platforms and what they can power, bringing social connection, accessibility, and player creativity to the forefront, we feel we can go so much further with this new design. So we've decided not to ship NBA Live 20. Uh, Instead, we're expanding our vision for NBA Live and continuing to work closely with the NBA and its partners on this new project uh, that we will share more details on next year. So... Do you so, feel like there's more promise for NBA Live or whatever they would call it uh, because of the new generation of consoles? Because I feel like that's almost a crutch. I see I see people saying, uh, oh, they'll launch with the new consoles. That'll give them a chance to kind of reboot. I don't think it's that simple. I think there's a lot. I don't think it's like you're going to put a decent game, a decent NBA game out on the new systems and everyone's going to buy it because there's still NBA 2K there. Everybody's going to buy that first. That's just the matter of fact what's going to happen. Um, and I don't think, I don't think NBA Live's problem is that it wasn't powerful enough. Is that like the 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 hardware wasn't powerful enough? Um, I think they have a long ways to go in terms of image and obviously the competition uh, kind of killing any chance it has even of building a fan base and they've tried they've, yes. they've really tried and i think they they made some good efforts around that and they didn't see the results in sales yeah that's because getting people to spend 40 50 60 dollars on a video game is really difficult and it's getting more difficult every single day literally every single day right you just saw that ea partnered with steam okay Yet today, I think it was announced, Electronic Arts is part- partnering with Steam to put its games on Steam and its EA Access subscription service. Brian, mm-hmm. that is unthinkable. Six, nine, 12 months ago, EA is yeah. building and has built and has been offering their own competitor, direct competitor to Steam, which is what Valve owns. Mm-hmm. And today, EA is like, you know what? We're going to put EA Access on Steam and we're going to put our games on Steam and immediately I hear people telling me, well, that's the end of Origin. I'm like, no, it's not the end of Origin. Not at all. Origin, they've built it. They've spent, who knows, tens of millions easily building out the infrastructure to support Origin, their digital store. It's not going anywhere. They're just making a smart business decision to to partner with the world's biggest PC distribution channel. <laughs> you know, there, there there's no downside there's no downside you're just giving a lot more people the opportunity to play your games 
it's 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 just it's it's a different world. They have to recognize it, and and they have to maintain the relationship with the NBA, and they have to think differently. And and this all makes sense. You know, EA is like, look, the world continues to change. We want to maintain a relationship with the NBA. We'll get it right somehow, some way. We got something here. And it, but I, it's it's not so much the, I, I don't think that if we were two years, I don't know. It's it's actually, you know, what I, I can't make that statement. I was going to say if we didn't have a new console generation coming next year, I don't think it'd be any different. I, I actually, that's not true. I don't know that. You know, the next console generation is a real wild card in in the whole situation and it gives them a forcing function to make a certain decision so my answer is i don't think it has much to do with it doesn't have much to do with the next console generation so much as it's just not it it just clearly doesn't make sense for them to put out whatever they were going to put out into the market it's just they're smart enough to recognize that and and they're not gonna they're not gonna throw good money after that all right. Well, uh, Rich, you have had some interesting news in your life recently. I'm curious to see how you are doing with your first few weeks uh, of your new position. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, people who've been listening to this show for a long time, you know, when, when I first started doing this show, Brian, it, this was, this was something that I wanted to do based upon, some freelance work I had been doing writing video game reviews, the bulk of them about sports video games. And, and I, I read your, your site all the time, Pasta Padre, and, and then wanted to do a podcast about sports video games, which I did called Box Score, and then that turned into this. Um, and then through this, the Pressure podcast, I, I met a whole bunch of people, including some of the folks with Out of the Park Baseball, and had an opportunity a few years ago to do some consulting, right, uh, part-time doing marketing with them. And, yeah, as of a couple of weeks ago, Brian, I've gone from a part-time to full-time. This is my only job now. Uh, I am full-time with Out of the Park Developments. I'm the chief operating officer. It's uh, I, I, am, I am no longer where I was for 12 years before that, an amazing place, um, you know, running, running a, a sales engineering organization. And... Uh, it's been unbelievable. I never thought, Brian Weedai, that I would ever be in a position to where as my full-time job, I would get to make sports video games. Never. Yet somehow, I guess I must have in the back of my mind subconsciously thought it because looking back on the path to getting here, that was a clear path that was happening. I just didn't really sort of understand it. And working with you and working with all the friends of the Press Row Podcast, you know, TJ and and Owen and Summit and Mike and Steve and 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 Rachel and Kat and and uh, you know Chris and and Pete and and, and Greg so many people I'm, I'm I'm I shouldn't have started naming names because there there are so <laughs> many people that have been a big part of the show so I'm, I'm you know I I only say that because I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for this show I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you I wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for TJ and for for Chris and Kat and, and and so many people, and I'm now as of a couple of weeks ago, I'm 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 you know chief operating officer. I'm I'm it's a it's a big job, and I'm learning. But this is my only job now. I'm I'm making sports video games for a living. I'm making PC sports video games for a living. It's an independent company, but we're an MLB license. You know, I'm in it, and and I'm doing it, and I'm I'm amazed that at the challenges and the opportunities and, and, and what's happening and, and what's going on with in, in how people play games and, and buy games. And, oh, my gosh, Brian, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's unbelievably wonderful to be able to do this, and I am just so thankful. And I'm thankful to the guys at Out of the Park, Marcus and Andreas. I'm thankful to everybody who's listened to this show. Um, there, there are people I know that have been listening to this show since the beginning who are listening to this right now, and I thank them. Um, it's just, it's a dream come true, Brian. It's a dream come true. I mean, what could be better than doing something you love every single day? And, you know, it, and, and I also, right, I mean, one of the, one of the nice fringe benefits is that 
I'm going from somebody who is constantly gone, constantly traveling the country, constantly driving hundreds of miles a week and flying thousands of miles a week to someone who doesn't have to do that anymore. And I'm able to, 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 to work from home and do this with this amazing company. Um, so not only am I doing what I love and what I'm passionate about for a living full time, but I'm able to do it, um, you know, in, in, with a lifestyle change that for somebody who's been on the road for a decade, it really helps a lot too, right? And and that's not why I'm doing it, but just even two weeks, just you know, just the lifestyle change has been wonderful and wonderful me for me and wonderful for my family, right? So. Yeah, it's a huge challenge, though. Oh my gosh, Brian, it's a huge challenge. Out of the park well, baseball is is. Oh yeah, I'm blessed that it's such a wonderful game and franchise hockey manager. Like you know that, that one of the reasons I took the job is because out of the park baseball. And it, by the way, it was like that before I got here. I'm taking zero credit for the quality <laughs> of out of the park baseball. It's an amazing product that was like that when I got here. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's 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 unbelievable. And it's it's unbelievable. I, I could you know, not be more happy. You know, it's a very savvy move on your part to begin in mid October because I I presume you now have the next five months off for vacation. <laughs> You're working on a baseball what? game. What else could you be doing? <laughs> What's a vacation? First of all, second of all, I'm literally working as we're doing this as well. Yeah, because I'm manning our uh, our our our. Twitter account for the the live tweeting of the World Series, which TJ started, and uh, evidently tonight I am finishing. <clears throat> but uh, I digress. TJ doesn't listen to the show when he's not on anyway, so he'll never hear that. <laughs> we can talk about him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, wow. It's it's amazing. I'm just. I mean, you. I, I literally could not be more happy. It's a thrill. It's an honor. I'm blown away. I still can't believe it. Right? It's only been a couple of weeks. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's and great. Look, I'm I'm happy for you, and I'm glad we get to continue to do the show when oh, we yeah. want. You're actually more flexible now as yes. far as when we can record, which is cool. Um, I just hope we have more to talk about, and I think we will. Oh yeah. If if today is any indication, and then of course the new console generation just around the corner. Um, Maybe this will get back to being being fun time. Absolutely. And, uh, and, hey, look, and, it's always fun no matter what's going on, Brian. I mean, that's true. I, th- this show, talking to you, talking to the people who come on this show, talking to the people who listen to the show, it is always fun no matter what's going on. Absolutely fun every single time. And again, I, one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing for a living is because of this show, right? I have a, uh, th- this show has a lot to do with that. All right. Well, then we will continue so you don't lose your job, Rich. Don't want that uh, to happen. I got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of pressure for me. A lot of so pressure. A lot of uh, we'll have to we'll have to continue it. So, <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Rich. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in again. We'll uh, we'll come back with another episode. Uh, sometime in the near future, Rich, uh, free yourself up from your uh, CEO position. Oh, I want to. I want to do a deep dive on NBA 2K. Like you know, we okay. talked about it. You know, I didn't want to do it when it first launched because I don't even like to play sports games when they first launch anymore. I like to give them all a few weeks. And well, look, it was the NBA season has actually started. Now. Right, it's time. Now's <laughs> yeah. the time. That's a, I literally started. Oh boy, I say the word literally a lot. I started playing NBA 2K on opening day, and it's been mm-hmm. great. It's been great. So I want to talk a lot more about, yeah, about that. We'll, we'll talk. We'll and talk FIFA about too, uh, and Pro Evo, all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, there is uh, a lot to get into. So uh, again, thank you, and uh, we'll catch up with everyone soon. Take care. Bye.